Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in for another episode of Frankly with Faith. I'm your host, of course, Faith Tomlinson. So the question I have for you today and what I want you thinking about is this. How do you feel about etiquette and manners in 2019? Do you feel like manners are a distant thought compared to years past? Do you think manners and etiquette have any bearing on how we treat one another now? Let's first understand the difference between etiquette versus manners. Manners, a person's outward bearing or way of being toward others. Etiquette, the customary code of polite behavior in society or among members of a particular profession or group. I believe manners and etiquette go hand in hand and that they have evolved from what was in past decades. Respect, kindness, and consideration form the basis of good manners. Etiquette becomes the language of manners. With today's episode, I surveyed a small group of individuals and I asked them to review a list from townandcountrymag.com titled 50 Little Social Etiquette Rules Everyone Should Follow. I asked for their honest assessment and feedback of the list and I wanted them to keep in mind the following questions. What do you think are the most important that people should follow? Do you disagree with any? If so, which ones and why? Are they important in our daily life? Do the same etiquette and manners apply in business and personal life? Are there cultural differences that you believe exist with etiquette and manners? Right off the bat, I got some very uh, lively responses to some of these specific questions. First up, do the same etiquette and manners apply in business and personal life? And I think Rosie B. puts it frankly when she says, I am probably much nicer and more conscious in my work life. I am more aware that I have to be nice to clients and bosses and that I have to show more manners at a lunch meeting with the company. And the response to this question, are there cultural differences that you believe exist with etiquette and manners? A surveyor goes on to say, I don't think there are. It's all about how we are raised. I think it's standard across the board on how parents say, respect your elders, wash your hands before you eat, put your chair back under the table, be nice, and smile. It's when we get older and we sort of lose our touch and everyone gets so busy in life and we tend to forget how we were raised And how would mom like the way we just sent a clapback text to a person that was snarky to us? No, she wouldn't. And she would say, I taught you better than that. This surveyor goes on to say, I think that's pretty much standard for all the people I have come across. As far as cultures, I can only speak for my own. And in a Hispanic household, That's what we do. You go to your aunt's house that you don't like, and you better walk in her house and greet her with a hug and a kiss. And you don't cuss in front of your parents, grandparents, aunts, and uncles, or you will get it when you get home. We girls grow up with having sweet 15s 
And yes, we will send out lots of invites. And yes, you better RSVP or that's rude. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I love it. And always say please and thank you. We hold doors for everyone. And you better step outside to answer that call. Otherwise, the family will be in your conversation. Even at work, I step outside to take a personal call. I want to give you a sample of what the list contained. So of the 50, I picked my top 10. And let's go ahead and start with the first one. Say please and thank you. I definitely think everyone should be doing this. It's just common courtesy and decency. Every day for everyone, there are constant exchanges. So it only makes sense to say please and thank you. Next up. Smile. Now, I go back and forth on this, but I like what Andrea M. had to say. She shared this about smiling, which I love. She says, smile. That I'm not sure about because you shouldn't be fake, but a smile does go a long way. I definitely agree with her about the fakeness, and I struggle with this because for years, I have been told that I can come across as cold and mean and that I have a resting bitch face. And um, I, I really can't fix my resting bitch face. That's just my relaxed face. But I'm also a person, you know, who if, if I don't like you, you're going to know it. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't do fake very well. But I agree that you never know what that smile could do for someone else or for yourself in a given moment. So it's definitely something that I want to work on. Give people a pass. This one is tough for me. I'm not a pessimist. I consider myself a realist. And in life, I just believe trust no one. Uh, Anyone who knows me knows I am not of this mindset of giving people a pass. Is this something I could work on? Sure, I could, but it's not at the top of my priority list. I do not subscribe to giving people the benefit of the doubt. Now, I've made improvements on this thanks to the work I've done in therapy, but generally I still don't give people a pass. Let's see. Let someone go in front of you in line. Okay, again with this one, I go back and forth. Unless someone is disabled, it's an elderly person, a pregnant woman. uh, No, I'm not going to just let you go in front of me in line. And we've all been in those situations where we've been in line for something, whether it be on the freeway or to get into a club or some, some sort of venue and... Someone who's not waiting in line just walks up real snake-like and tries to just blend in with the front of the line. And I don't know about you, but I can't stand that. And I think there's two trains of thought in that scenario. People notice it and say nothing, or people notice it and say something and try to do something. I'm of the latter. If I've been waiting in line for an hour, let's say to get into some place and someone just walks up out of the blue, I'm going to call you out on it and I'm going to try to get you kicked out of the line because that's not fair that everybody else came and waited in line and you feel entitled enough to cut in line. So again, 
I think it just depends on the circumstances and the situation. Ask before posting. I think in this day and age, this is a big one. If you feel at all that someone may not like being included in your post, just ask. I think this causes a lot of trouble and friction for friendships, romantic relationships, and just in general. I would say err on the side of caution. Put your smartphone away during meals. Ooh, I definitely agree with this one. I think whether it's a family dinner at home or you're out to dinner with a partner or friends, I definitely think your phone should be put away. Um, Some people think it's good enough if you just put your phone on the table face down and maybe in certain situations that might be acceptable and okay. I just feel like what if your phone is on vibrate and then it actually vibrates? It's going to distract you from being in the moment with the person or people that you are with. So I say just keep it in your pocket or your purse. Now, if there's a reason for you to need to check your phone, excuse yourself from the table, do it when you go to the restroom, things like that. Curb your potty mouth. This one's a tough one for me because I do curse, but I try not to cuss in front of certain people and definitely not cuss in certain situations. For instance, I don't like to cuss in front of my aunts and uncles, um, but I'll cuss with my girlfriends and brother and my husband. Definitely try not to cuss in front of my in-laws, just out of respect. But in general, I have a potty mouth. But it definitely is something I want to work on. So every year when it comes to New Year's resolutions, that's something that I always put on my list. Next up, wait a day before reacting to a snarky email or text. OMG. This one is so hard, so very hard for me. My knee-jerk reaction when I feel like someone is being rude to me, has slighted me, uh, is to lay into them and try to make them feel as small as possible. Now, calm down. I know that's not the right thing to do, especially over text, because it's easy for things to get misconstrued via text message. I don't want to burn any bridges, so especially at this stage in my life. So I try to be more mindful of what I'm saying in response to what someone has said to me. And I think Rosie B puts it nicely. And she had this to say, I also don't think I can wait a day before reacting to a snarky email or text. I won't sleep well if I don't let it off my chest to speak my mind. I agree with that too, because if Stephen and I are fighting, let's say the night before, I want to hash it out right then and there. I don't care if it gets a little heated or ugly. I still want some sort of resolution in the moment before we go to bed. Now, if we need to have an additional conversation the next day, so be it. But I don't like to go to bed feeling something so emotionally heavy weighing on me. Um, So I, I like to get it off my chest, but my husband is completely different. So that creates conflict. So something for us to both work on. Let people off the elevator first before you get on. This is a huge pet peeve of mine. I cannot stand when I'm coming down the elevator, the door is open. People getting off the elevator should be allowed to get off first. In case you didn't know, now you know. It's just rude. Sorry, I just, oh, that really irks me. Okay. 
And what else did I pick? Okay. Learn to say you're sorry. Okay. I'm not into water signs and things of that nature. So I don't know if this is a cancer thing, but I bet there are a lot of people who struggle with this just like I do. Saying sorry, being the first person to say sorry, that is hard for me, especially when I feel hurt and when I feel like I'm right. But again, I think a lot of people feel that way. And being married, I've had to learn that what's more important, being right or being married, right? And we were asked that question when we were in couples counseling. We did couples counseling before we got married because I told Stephen I would not marry him without it. I am just a proponent of therapy. I think it's good. So when I try to approach it with that lens on, it's not that it's easier for me to say sorry. I'm more compelled to say sorry and acknowledge my contribution for whatever friction we're currently experiencing, if that makes sense. This is just 10 of the 50. So to check out all 50, be sure and go to the show notes page on my website at www.franklywithfaith.com for the complete list. There's other feedback that I received that was more general and universal. One of the enthusiastic responses I got perfectly encompassed the spirit of the list by saying, people should just learn to be kind. So many people are so wrapped up in their own little world. Take going to the grocery store, for instance. It's like going into battle with all of the self-centered, shopping cart-toting people in a frenzy. Rarely do you hear, excuse me, please, and thank you. It's a rather sharp stare or peripheral look with head down to imply, get out of my way. Don't even get me started on Houston drivers. (laughs) Common courtesy should be in all aspects of life and help lead to a better and less stressful culture. I think that was so eloquently put. Heartwarming and sincere. This from Andrea M. I absolutely agree that etiquette is important to the point of not being fake. And I'm trying to instill that in my own child because I feel that is becoming a lost practice. I personally think it goes back to treat others how you expect to be treated, with respect and courtesy. With all the things on this list of 50, I think there are several things that I like to be better about, and one of those is handwritten communication. And I read a response in particular in regards to this very thing. And this surveyor writes, I think handwritten notes are a dying trend that need to make a comeback in the cyber virtual world we all live in. Let that sink in. I couldn't agree more. I also think it's difficult for people to take a step back from social media and be more cognizant of their actions and how their actions affect others. Joy W. sums it up perfectly by stating, Etiquette is always appropriate, with social etiquette being at the forefront. Currently, social norms are demonstrated and patterned after social media. Furthermore, social media reacts to popularity or emojis showing some element of approval. On the contrary, actions showing approval emojis 
does not mean responses or reactions are always appropriate or sensitive to humanity. While social media has many positive virtues, it does not replace the teaching and training that is the responsibility of parents and family. If you take away nothing else, I hope this serves as a reminder to treat others the way you want to be treated and that a little kindness goes a long way. I want to take a moment to thank those who took the time to be a part of this survey. Thank you to my mystery surveyors and a special thanks to Rosie B, Julia S, Andrea M, and Joy W. I'll see all of y'all next week for another edition of Frankly with Faith. You've been listening to Frankly with Faith. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, like, and review. I welcome feedback and interaction, so if you'd like to be a part of a survey for an episode, you can email me at franklywithfaith at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at frankly underscore with faith, and check out the website for show notes so you don't miss a thing. Go to www.franklywithfaith.com. So please come on back next week for another episode of Frankly with Faith.